Life Audio. On this episode of Encouragement for You, Chick-fil-A Chairman Dan Cathy on the wisdom of Proverbs and Christian Counselor Dr. Gary Oliver on how to cope with the loss of a loved one. Welcome to the Encouragement for You podcast, brought to you by Encouragement Communications in association with the Salem Web Network and is part of the Life Audio Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. In just a moment, your host, Don Hawkins, will introduce today's episode. First, a word from our sponsors. But look around you, your family, your faith, they're not in the way, they are the way. From the creators of Jesus Revolution comes the incredible true story. It's going to be dangerous and scary and giving up, it's not an option. The story of one family's journey from down under to center stage. Unsung hero of her king and country film starring Candace Cameron Bure and Terry O'Quinn. In theaters now. Visit unsunghero.movie to learn more. Rated PG, parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. loss can sometimes feel overwhelming and unbearable. Christian psychologist Dr. Gary Oliver joins host Don Hawkins to offer comfort and hope for times of grief. Gary's wife Carrie lost her battle with pancreatic cancer and uh, went to be with the Lord. My grandson Albert at the age of 21 uh, went to be with the Lord uh, very tragically, suddenly, and unexpectedly. And um, Gary, none of us likes to talk about it, but uh, the Bible says that uh, it's appointed to men once to die, that uh, uh, this is ultimately uh, part of what uh, what sin produced, according to Romans 5.12. Absolutely. It's, you know, the timing's never good. It's, it's a loss. Uh, there's an ache. There's a pain. But I'll tell you, Don, uh, one of the things, and, and uh, you know this, one of the things that's been driven home to me through this whole process, is that we serve a good God, a loving God, a faithful God, and everything that you and I have spent our lives teaching is true. Yeah. I couldn't couldn't have said it better, and you said it so well, Gary, that just uh, I, so many times when, when we lose a loved one, when, when death strikes, especially an untimely death, that Carrie struck down in one sense in the fullness of life, and Albert with so much of his life in front of him. And yet the reality is uh, life uh, is a gift from God, and um, when when life is ended, uh, for a believer, Paul says, to die is gain, uh, Philippians one twenty one. For him to live was Christ, but he said to die is gain. Uh, and he explained that in 2 Corinthians 5, that uh, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And that's a reality, uh, Gary, that we just cannot escape. That's right. Absolutely. I uh... You know, we don't grieve as those who don't have hope. You know, Christ said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believed in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever believes in me, 
will never die. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it sounds simplistic, Dom, but either it's true or it isn't. Yeah, and, and it really comes down to an issue of faith. And it's interesting, Gary, I'm, I'm teaching Hebrews 11 right now. And uh, considering the life of Abraham to uh, when God called him to go to a place he'd never been before, never seen before, uh, he immediately obeyed. And uh, he, he went out, didn't know where he was going. And there's a sense in which when death calls the believer, uh, that's one of the things that, that we face. And uh, Abraham ultimately was looking for a city with foundations and uh, whose builder and architect was God. And, and uh, we can look forward to spending eternity with God. And, and, and it's a place, Gary, where there's no death and no pain and no sickness and, and none of the mourning, none of the grief. Uh, Gary, is there a difference between anticipating the possibility that you're going to lose a loved one as you went through with the, the months that Carrie dealt with his cancer or the unexpected death of a loved one as, uh, as Donna and Kathy and I and the rest of our family uh, had happened with Albert. We, you know, I don't know that you can quantify that one's easier or harder, but uh, talk about the differences there. Well, you know, in, in, in some ways, and of course, you and I have both spent our lives helping others mm-hmm. deal with problems and issues and grief and loss and trauma. Uh, a whole is a whole. You know, a vacuum is a vacuum. But, but for two years, while we knew that God could choose to heal Carrie by taking away the cancer, we also knew that he might choose to heal her by, by, by taking her home. And so, in some ways, you have uh, a year or two or three months, whatever, to say goodbye, although you're not saying goodbye, but you're aware that, 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 that the loss is much more imminent than normally. And while it's certainly tragic and traumatic, and in some ways the sudden unexpected loss, especially of, of, of someone who's young, who has a whole life ahead of them, the shock of that is often just so astonishing. And, um, you know, you're right, you, you can't compare them, but, but, but they really are different. Hmm. And and the reality is, it's like, you know, which hurts worse to break your left arm or break your right arm <laughs> or to break an arm or break a leg? Yeah. And uh, the reality is the break is there, the pain is there, but that's where we find the grace of God sufficient. And um, Gary, one of the things that, uh, you know, for you guys, uh, having uh, dealt with the reality of cancer and the treatments and and uh, the the misery and the difficulty, uh, it, it takes a lot of grace uh, to go through treatment for a terrible disease like cancer. Talk to the person who maybe is going through that right now and who doesn't know if, if they're going to make it or not. You know, it is, it is so draining, and that's part of the problem through, through all of the five cancer surgeries that I've had, but especially after the third one, I had to have chemotherapy and radiation and and uh, I lost my voice for two months. The doctor said there's a 50-50 chance that it may or may not come back. Uh, and so I didn't know that I'd ever speak again. Hmm. And, and you've been speaking to people and counseling people all your life. You've oh, You've written so many books. And, and, and you wouldn't want to be limited to writing because your speaking ministries had such a great impact. Well, and plus, uh, you know, so some of my friends say that I'm not a very good writer. So I... No, I know better <laughs> than that, my brother. I want to tell you, you've done some great books. Uh, You've written books with Norman Wright. You've written books, as I mentioned, with Carrie. And I want to just mention that most recent book that's out called Mad About Us, Moving from Anger to Intimacy with Your Spouse. Uh, You've written a lot of books on anger, Gary, but you said this one really is focused more on intimacy. It is, Don. It's, you know, one of the things, and and this is what's fascinating, and and I know you'll appreciate it. I hope the listeners do, too. The last two years of our marriage, uh, we were going back and forth to MD Anderson. Carrie was taking treatments. 
she was weak much much of the time and and um you know you wouldn't think this would be a time when you would have great intimacy and and it'd be you know really r- romantic but the the morning that Carrie went to be with the Lord we were laying in bed chatting and praying together which we had done for qu- quite a long time and and she said she said you know sweetie she says the, the, these last 2 years have been the hardest years of our marriage and the hardest years for me physically and I know for for you but she said, the amazing thing is that, that I've never felt more loved. Hmm. I've never felt closer. I've never felt like we've had greater intimacy in our marriage than, than, than we have these last two years. And, Don, wow. that, apart from the Lord, you know, there's no explaining that. But, 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 but that's what God did during the darkest, most dreary, most discouraging, most depressing, difficult valley. God showed up in such a way that our hearts hmm. were knit even more tightly together in love. Yeah, what a fabulous testimony. And and an opportunity, and, and I know you found this to be true uh, with Carrie's home going, with Albert's home going, it was a chance for us to share the gospel. Yeah. And uh, my daughter Donna, um, Albert's older brother Chris, uh, my son-in-law, and myself, uh, we all had the opportunity to share the good news of Jesus Christ and hope beyond the grave. And uh, I want to take just a minute, if I could, Gary, and, and just share a little bit of what happened with Albert, 21 yes, years yes. of age, uh, obviously with his life before him uh, and, and much to live for. Uh, but Albert uh, had come to know the Lord uh, much earlier in life as, as a young person around 12 years of age. And then uh, a few years later than that, I'd had the privilege of baptizing him when he gave a public testimony of his faith. Uh, but Albert, during his teenage years, began to uh, dabble in drugs and became involved in drugs and uh, became addicted. And a lot of people don't realize just how deadly an addiction can be. And uh, one of the things that Albert's brother shared and that uh, that I shared and Albert's uncle shared and his mother as well, is uh, if if you're dabbling in drugs, if you're fooling around with something that could be deadly, any kind of uh, behaviors that could put your life at risk in that way, uh, there is hope and there are ways to overcome those addictions. And through Christ, the power is available. And and Albert um, struggled with that, and and uh, numerous times he he called us and and uh, he'd cry out for help, but but he'd come to the conclusion, well, I can lick this on my own. I really don't need the help. I really don't need the care. I don't need the treatment. And as you know, Gary, that can that can be a deadly decision for a person to make. Amen. That's right. And uh, one of the messages that we have uh, from Albert's life is to make sure you seek the Lord while He can be found. And, and make sure that not only uh, have you trusted Christ as your Savior, but that uh, you're living your life in such a way as, as to please Him and, and not put yourself or your family at risk. And um, uh, the other thing that I, I would say just in terms of that, Gary, is that uh, there are people who do not get checked for cancer, who do not take care of themselves, who don't uh, get those regular checkups. I mentioned to you I'm going to see my doctor tomorrow for my annual physical. And, um, uh, well, you... well, 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 especially men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the reason why men's life expectancy is as much as seven years less than women. Hmm. We just don't get checked out. We no. don't get and, ourselves taken care of. And you know what, Don? All five times, all, all the five cancers that I've had, I caught... And I went to the doctor, and, and I got checked out. Wow. And, and every time, it's because I was aggressive, or else I wouldn't be here. Yeah. So to your point, my friend, mm-hmm. that's important. Yeah, friends, please, please, please take those steps. Take care of that. Let's take some phone calls. Ruby, thank you for your call. You're on the air with Gary Oliver and me. 
Yeah, you've lost a sister, is that correct? Well, in March last year, we lost our baby sister in March. Yeah. And then her, her husband passed in July, and then mm. our older sister passed in November of last year. Mm. And I haven't been able to breathe. I feel like I want to cry, but I can't. And I, I don't know what's going on. Uh, they, um, I tried to witness them to them, but uh, if if they did accept the Lord, it was on their deathbed. And that's all yeah. I can say. So, yeah, you don't have the assurance of that, and there are many right. times that we don't have, and the Lord ultimately knows. Uh, many people have heard the gospel and, and uh, we think do respond at that point. Uh, I want to talk about this thing, Gary, that Ruby has brought up. And, Ruby, I'm so glad you called us tonight. Sometimes we equate grief with tears, and tears can certainly be a part of grief, and the psalmist says God puts our tears in his bottle. That's right. But um, not everybody grieves the same way. Not everybody sheds a lot of tears in grieving. That is one thing, Don, that, I, that I've learned personally through what I've been through is, is that uh, uh, we, all, we all grieve differently. And I've had some friends who uh, didn't have tears, and then, boy, a season came when those tears just, just flowed. But the important thing is, is is that whenever your mind goes to that loved one, whether they were saved or not, uh, is to, first of all, thank God for their life. Thank God for the good times that you remember. Yeah. And remind yourself that the best memorial to someone is not a piece of granite in a field somewhere. But the best memorial is that we choose to live our lives differently, that we love more intentionally, that we take every opportunity to share the reality of, of Christ with those that we, we love. And that way we become a living memorial uh, to that one that we've lost. Boy, what a powerful way to put it, Gary. I, I so appreciate that. Uh, I do have that scripture uh, that I want to share, Ruby. It's Psalm 56, verse 8, where uh, the psalmist said, You put my tears in your bottle. And uh, so if we shed those tears, it's okay. You know, sometimes, Gary, we men have this thing, big boys don't cry, and and we have to maintain a stiff upper lip. Uh, One of my best friends um, in life came to uh, the funeral service and and to the visitation, and and I I stood there with him, tears rolling down his cheeks, and just uh, rejoiced that I had a friend who would weep for my grandson. And, uh, you know, what a wonderful thing that is. And, and yet, if we're, we're not able to shed tears, that time may come. And, Ruby, that time may come when you can weep for these loved ones that you've lost. We want to pray for you, though, and we're going to lift you up before the Lord, okay? Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for Ruby. Lord, she suffered several losses. And, uh, Lord, she's concerned about grieving. And perhaps, Lord, the tears would give her some relief and release. And we just ask you, Lord, if uh, that would be the case, that you would allow her to be able to weep and uh, to mourn. We know that there's value in that. We know that Jesus wept, according to John 11. And yet, Lord, uh, we know that we all grieve in our own way. And I pray that you would help Ruby to be able to just work through her grief and and, and to be able to sense, Lord, that you have uh, used even these losses in her life and in the lives of others. And uh, we do thank you for that assurance in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Ruby. Well, I thank you for your prayer. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Let's go back to the phones. And, uh, Carol, we are so glad that you've called us tonight. Go ahead. Hi. How Hi. are you tonight? We're doing well. Thank you for again. calling, Carol. Well, my husband passed away um, almost two years ago with cancer. It'll be two years in May. And um, we were married 36 years and have two sons and had three grand- 
three grandkids and another one since he's been since he's been gone. It was his namesake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought I had dealt with death, and um, sometimes I, you know, um, I can go in the past. I could go a week or so and and not cry, and all of a sudden now, um, the sorrow, you know. Mm-hmm. Carrying it just can't seem to get rid of it, and and then you get rid of it, and then it turns around, it's come back again. Yeah, right. Oh, and it's Carol. been like that for about three weeks. Just can't seem to get, you know, up above where I was before. Let's talk to Gary about it, Carol. Thank you so much for sharing your heart. Let me share something with you, Carol, that may be helpful. Uh, when Carrie died, a good friend of mine called, who's kind of a really national expert on grief and loss. Don, it's a mutual friend of ours, uh, Norm Wright. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, Gary, you need to understand that probably for at least the first year, he said, uh, you'll go, go to work and work four hours and feel like you've worked eight. Mm. And uh, he said, for a lot of folks, the first year is the hardest. But he said, for some folks, the second or, or the third year is the hardest. And, mm. and part of what you're experiencing is, is what some would call anniversary grief. Yeah. And um, it may be horrific this year, next year, so-so, uh, uh, a year from now. But one of the gifts that God gave me shortly after Carrie died, he said, you know, Gary, uh, he said, you can't allow the loss of Carrie, staying stuck in that loss, to rob you of the joy and all you had to be thankful for. And he Mm. said, I want to help you turn your grief into gratitude. Mm. And what I have found, but in the last seven months, there, there may be weeks where I cry several times a day. There may be a week where I cry just once. And I can't always rationally explain it because grief isn't rational but what i've learned is when the grief comes to feel the grief and to feel the loss and then to begin to in the words that hymn count your blessings yeah to thank god for all the things about your husband that you appreciated for the years Mm. that you did have uh for the laughter for the joy but you only do this after you've acknowledged the grief this isn't kind of a form of denial uh this isn't pretending the loss isn't real it's not pretending like it didn't matter uh, the loss is real. There's a hole in your heart, and it won't be the same. Yeah. And at the same time, we have a lot to be thankful for. And I have just, you know, that verse where Paul says taking every thought captive, and I think that could also mean every emotion captive. Yeah. Turning the grief into gratitude, Carol, can be powerful, powerful, powerful. And I would just want to share that gift with you. We'll be back with more after this brief word from our sponsors. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 
800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. In a previously recorded interview, Chick-fil-A chairman Dan Cathy joins host Don Hawkins to offer wisdom from Proverbs and to encourage us to honor God in everything we do. Well, I'll share just uh, what I did tonight. I, I shared with that uh, uh, Solomon, who was kind of the Warren Buffett and Bill Gates all rolled into one were yeah. the wealthiest men that ever lived, yeah. and even put them to shame with all that all that he had going for him. He had a lot to say. He must have been a businessman, and I shared Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 as an example. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your understanding. And I said, you know, I don't know if any of you are at this point in your life that uh, that you find that you can't figure it all out, but uh, if, you're, if you've not experienced that, then maybe you've not you're not married yet. Or maybe you've not had a child yet, <laughs> or maybe you've not, you know, got to that point in business where you figure, gosh, I can't figure this out, you know, because that, mm. that really is ultimately, I think, where the Lord wants us to all come to is that point and a sense of inadequacy about our life that we were never, never destined and designed and built to live a life isolated from God's, the relationship that he wants to have with us. But in verse 6, he said, in all our ways... And I share with our folks tonight, even while you're selling chicken, if in all your ways you'll acknowledge him and just simply acknowledge him. I pulled out a Federal Reserve note, that uh, a, a $20 bill, Don, that you may have sitting in your wallet. Mm-hmm. And I just reminded folks, even our Federal Reserve wants to remind us of this Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 because it says, in God we trust. And so even sure uh, the, the federal government, you know, has a little scripture memory thing trigger there. That if we'll acknowledge him, even on our money, even selling chicken, even being in the radio business, even running Southeastern Bible College, if we'll acknowledge him in all our ways, then is one of the if one of these great if then verses. He yeah. will direct our paths, and I tell you that brings so much peace, hmm. you know, to all of us as a you know marriage and, and parenting and business. So I, you know, I was able to share this tonight. Now they had a dining room with probably 120 people here from all over the place, and I have no idea all the religious space that might be represented. But, you know, even at midnight, we can let our light shine. And I'm just thankful yeah. that God opens the door of opportunity that some of us think about our our work as a mission field, being out here in the marketplace, that's just as important. God loves the souls of people sitting in restaurants as much as he does, you know, folks sitting in Brazil or Africa or wherever else it might be. So we can, as business people... We can be missionaries in the marketplace. Dan, some people have the idea, as you've just alluded to, that uh, the only people who can really share Christ are the professionals, the evangelists, the pastors, the missionaries. Uh, nothing could be further from the truth, as I understand Scripture. Sure, absolutely. You know, Paul was a tent maker. I mean, he yep. had a, you know, some professional responsibilities. You know, Jesus was involved as a carpenter, and I'm sure that uh, they leveraged those marketplace opportunities. And even Jesus said, let your light so shine among men, they may see your good works. Not what, you know, how good you can sing a hymn on Sunday or 
how good your Sunday school lessons, all those are important things to do. But he said, I, where I really want to showcase you and, and, and the difference that you can make when you're out there on the job, when you're out there Monday through Friday, Monday through Saturday, you know, selling chicken or whatever else, may let your light shine there, and that's where I want to be glorified. Paul says the same thing in Colossians 3.23, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart. So I think the Bible really intends for us to take and build a bridge between the, the Scripture and biblical, profound, timeless biblical principles and the everyday living of life in a very earthy sense. Thank you for listening to this episode of Encouragement for You with Don Hawkins host of Encouragement Live Radio and author of over 25 books, including Never Give Up and Master Discipleship Today. You can find more about Don and his books at encouragementlive.org. Encouragement for You is a production of Encouragement Communications with the Salem Web Network and lifeaudio.com. Editing by Phil Gebers, production by Elizabeth Andrade. If you enjoyed what you heard today, we'd love for you to head over to your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. It really does help people find us. Let me take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on Encouragement for You. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Stay encouraged and join us next time for Encouragement for You. Do you want to better understand the Bible and give biblical answers to those who ask you about your faith? Hi, this is Perseus Poku, host of the Sound Reasoning Podcast Show. Listen to us weekly as we bring the truth often found in the ivory towers of seminary down to the steeple towers of the local church. Join me along with many of the nation's top theologians as we offer answers to life tough questions from an apologetic perspective. Subscribe to the show at lifeaudio.com.